Thank you for listening to a podcast of Rock Church. For more information on sermons and events, connect with us online at rockchurchnow.com or search Rock Church Now in the App Store. Sure, you guys all know we have a friend in the house, missionary Kurt Holtis. Raise your hand there, brother. For those of you going on the Dominican Republic mission trip, that's your man right there. Oh, by the way, he has his, his camper out there. That's Kurt's camper. And he came up to me just before I went to preach. He said, I'm going to donate that camper to Rock Church. I was like, wow, praise the Lord. Now that's a missionary. All right. Welcome to the door. This is part, part two. Um, if you've got your Bible, go to Matthew uh, chapter six and seven. We're going to be in both those spots for the most part of the message. Uh, first, before we get into that, I, I can't forget to announce the Life Group Challenge Champions. If you remember, we had a little DoorDash um, challenge. Uh, people were taking pictures by doors, and real quickly, like, I, it's my privilege to announce the home group winners is the home group that is held in the house of Albert and Kelly Shadowall. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and the midweek group winner is Clayton and Lisa Marie Hash. And I am so glad that you guys invited me into your group. <laughs> All right. So last week we, we focused on, on how Jesus is not a door, but the door. Amen. Right? Jesus said in Luke 13, 24, he said, make every effort. Come on now. To enter through what? The, the narrow door. So Jesus is not only the door, he is the narrow door. He's a narrow door that leads to life. He's a narrow door that leads to eternal life, forgiveness, freedom, peace, healing, salvation. I don't know about you, but that's a good time to get excited, you know? I mean, he is the narrow door, the only door that leads to all that. Praise God. And we also got into how devastating it is to open our hearts to wide doors, Culture's popular packed doors, right? Culture's trendy doors, extremely dangerous. We talked about how dangerous and devastating it is to open our heart's door to worldly doors and hollow doors and shallow doors and superficial doors, fake doors, imitation doors. But ultimately, I want you to know that probably the most dangerous doors that you can open your heart to are Christless doors, Christless doors, and or crossless doors. Those are dangerous doors to be opening your heart, your life to. Today, what we want to get into, we want to get into what God's Word says about life's closed doors and life's open doors. That's what we want to get into today. What does God's Word say about life's closed doors as well as life's open doors? So we're going to get into some scriptural insights to learn as well as to discern about open and closed doors. I guess what I'm getting at is how do we know when the Holy Spirit is opening a door? 
How do we know when the Holy Spirit is opening doors to a relationship? How do we know when the Holy Spirit's opening the door to, to what school should we go to? What job should we take, right? What ministry should we be involved in? How do we know if the Holy Spirit's opening the door to a dream or a vision? How do we know when the Holy Spirit's closing the door to a relationship? That's a word for somebody. Um, how do we know when the Holy Spirit's closing the door to school or, or to, to a job? Once again, ministry, a dream, and or a vision. How do we know that? So we're in Matthew chapter 7. Hopefully you're there. Um, we're going to read verses 7 and 8. So this is Matthew's gospel, verse 7, chapter 7. Jesus talking, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Ask and it will be given to your Ask, it will be given to you. And seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I'm going to read verse 7 again. Uh, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. So that word, ask, just so you know, in the original Greek, it means to crave, right? It also means to call for. It's basically calling for the Lord, come on now, Amen. to open a door. Yeah. So it's not just saying, hey, you know, hey, can you cut my grass? I'm asking you to cut my grass. Yeah? It's asking for the Lord to open or close a door. Yeah. The word seek means to worship. It means to desire, endeavor, inquire. Of who? The Lord, right? So when you see that word seek, you know it's not just hide and seek, right? It's to worship. You're desiring, man. There's endeavor there. Come on now. You're inquiring, again, of who? The Lord. Uh, And then that word knock, ironically, means to rap. Now, how many know we're not talking about Nash rap? We're not talking about that kind of rap. We're talking about thumping on the door, all right? We're talking about thumping on the door. It's an action word. It's a verb, right? All right, so I got to tell a story, and I've told this story 655 times. Um, but how many know 656 ain't going to hurt you? Um, this is how, um, what would happen when a church would close their doors. They would call us up. Because we were a church that was getting started, and uh, they would call you up and say, go loot the joint, all right? And we, got, we had this incredible opportunity to go into this building that was closed and, and just grab their chairs, grab their mops, <laughs> grab their hymnals. Um, and you know the story. I went with my friend Harley, all right? And the contact person of that church did not show up. And the door appeared to be closed and or locked. Now, here's the thing. We could have just said, this is another closed door to Rock Church. But instead, what did I do? I called my supervisor, and I got permission, come on now, to break in and loot the joint, right? Praise the Lord. And we broke in through a basement window. Now, you say, well, that's not a door. Just go with it, will you? All right, we broke in through a basement window. And this is really cool because, I mean, you want to talk about getting blessed, all right? We got blessed big time with some stuff that temporarily helped us to start having church. 
Basically, we asked God, we were seeking God, and we knocked, we pounded on God's door. Are you with me? And then what God did, he, said, he, brought, he brought the breakthrough, he brought the blessing. Now, let me give you a major misconception. A major misconception with open and closed doors is open doors open easily and closed doors close easily. I'm telling you, that's a major misconception, especially with a lot of Christians, right? If that's, that, that, it's not always true that the door is going to open easily and or the door is going to close easily. If it's easy, it must be the Lord, not necessarily. Can I get an amen? This is really important that we, we don't miss this. Again, we didn't just ask, you know, Jesus, will you help Rock Church to make a big impact in the Bay Area? No, we wept and we wailed, right? We wept and we wailed as, a, as, a, as an infant church saying, oh God, we need some blessings. We need some breakthroughs because we don't even have a copy machine. Hello, right? So I'm just saying there's major misconceptions out there. I, want, I, I, I don't want to have to do this, but I think I'm going to have to. I have to disappoint some of you. How many are ready for a disappointment? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Andy's ready. All the pessimistic people are like, give me another one. All right. This is probably going to be disappointing for some of you. Listen, there's no formula to discern open and or closed doors. There's no formula. Some of us want a formula. Give me this formula so that I know what door to go through and what door not to go through. There is no formula, right? There are only biblical patterns. But again, no magic, no magic formula. I'm sorry, but ask, seek, and knock is not a religious formula. It's just not. Ask, seek, and knock are kingdom principles. They're kingdom precepts. They're kingdom practices that move God to open and or close doors. Really important that we don't miss that. And if I had to, if I had to try to help you to remember, help us to remember, you know, uh, help us to try to figure out what do we practice so that we can discern open and closed doors. If I had to narrow it down to two principles, I would say you pray and you pound. All right? And let me tell you something. If you're out there and you're like, I need some help with this understanding of this door to open or close. Listen, you got to pray and you got to pound. I'm not going to water anything down today. I'm just trying to help because I think there's some people out there today, you're desperate for an answer to an open and or closed door. And I'm trying to help you that the way to discern and to learn whether that door is open or closed is you got to pray and you got to pound. Now, pray seems obvious. It should, right? Nevertheless, it's often very neglected. And pound might seem forceful and almost like an act of self-sufficiency. Nevertheless, it's usually very necessary. So number one is to pray. All we're doing, guys, is talking about talking to and listening to God. Let's not make it deeper than that, at least for today. I, listen, what would happen if Rock Church just started to talk to and what? Listen to God. I'm telling you, some incredible things would happen. And I know that prayer, listen, is often a tough discipline for many Christians. I get that. And the last thing I want to do today is to put you on some guilt trip. 
Because if there's, any, if there's an easy way for a preacher to put parishioners on a guilt trip, all he's got to do is talk about prayer. My heart is not to put you on a guilt trip. It's simply this. If you desire God's direction and discernment regarding life's open and closed doors, it's going to take time in prayer. It's just going to. It's going to take time in prayer. And I want you to know that I am all for public prayer. I really am. I'm all for public prayer. Uh, before every Sunday service, whether you know it or not, 8 o'clock to 8.30, we have pre-service prayer. Amen. Anywhere from 15 to 50 people are in here. And, all you, and I want you to know that you are all invited to that. From 8.30 to 8.45-ish, 4, 5, 9, 10, psychos for God pray for the day's preacher in the prayer and care room. All right, so that's another way that we pray publicly. I've had numerous guest speakers say, please don't ever stop that. I want to go in that prayer and care room and let people lay hands on me before I preach. During our Sunday services, our stage host sometimes prays. We pray for the Global Minute monthly. We pray for the offering. Pastor Steve did a fine job today. 99% of the time, we open our altar for prayer, right? And we also have six or so mountaintop services a year, okay, where we're focused or centered around praise and prayer. And the truth is, most churches would say, we all need to pray more. I haven't found one pastor or one church leader that said, hey, we're good there. You know, almost everyone is like, no, no, I think, I think, I think we, need to, we need to pray more. Again, listen, I'm all for public prayer. However, if you want to be able to discern what doors you are to open and or close in your life, you will need to practice some private prayer. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. If you want to know what doors to walk in, you want to know what doors to shut and slam? I'm going to tell you right now. If you want to know that, if you don't care to know that, then just tune out right now. I don't mean that in a mean way, but if you're like, I got I to gotta know this stuff, okay? It's going to take some time in what? Private prayer. Now, you should still be in Matthew. I did not tell you to leave. We're going to move over to uh, chapter 6. And I want to start from verse 5. We'll read all the way to verse 8. Again, Jesus talking. He says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the, close the, the door, and pray to your Father who's unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret, he will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Isn't that good stuff? So again, verse 6, is just, I just want to hone, hone in on this. Jesus, but when you pray, go into your room, Close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. I think it's interesting that the door 
Jesus says to close the door. You know, I don't know about you, that really interests me. And you said, well, why? Because it's, it's time, there are times where you just need to, to, to be with the door, okay, behind closed doors. I mean, all you need behind that closed door is the door. That's pretty important. I think that's what Jesus is trying to get across to some degree. He's like, listen, close the door because all you need behind the closed door is the door. The primary need in your life to get your answer for prayer as you're seeking, as you're knocking, as you're praying, right? The primary need that you need behind that closed door is a relationship with the door. It's really important that we, that we don't miss that. God wants us to know that, that, listen, I'm looking to answer your prayer, but you got to know that behind that closed door, the number one a voice that you need to hear is mine, Jesus speaking. So you close the door so you can hear the door. Amen? Now, me, I just tend to have days and seasons where I need discernment. Anybody out there? I need a lot of discernment. What, what door to open? What, what door to close? Um, so what I try to do is I'll, I'll go into my office, which is here, and I'll close the door, and people will knock on it, and I won't answer, praise the Lord. All right? Because I, I just, I guess got to get along with Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Or I have an office at home, and I will close that door, right? And it's just me and Jesus. And many times I will close the door of my Jeep, you know, and it's just me and Jesus, you know? And as I'm driving, I'm not trying to be self-righteous. I'm just saying, I'm just driving down the street, and I'm praying to the door, Jesus Christ. I need discernment. I need direction, Right? And, and just me and the door are behind those closed doors. And what happens is the door, Jesus, begins to download direction and discernment. That's what begins to happen. And it's kind of neat. But you got to close the door. You want direction? You want discernment? You're going to have to close the door and talk to the door. Now, when I close the door and talk to the door, I want you to know that my words are seldom profound. All right? Not nearly as profound as they are right now. But they are filled with passion. Um, it goes something like this. Oh, Jesus! Right? Oh, God, you know the direction I need to go. What do I do with this door? What do I do with this decision? Oh, God, I just need to hear from you somehow, some way. Give me a sign. Speak to my spirit. Because I need to know if I need to walk through this door or shut it. I mean, it just kind of goes like that. It's, it's, it's more like, Jesus, I need your peace right now about this decision, this door. I need your heart. I need, I need your understanding. I need your direction. There are a couple doors that I could go through, and I don't really know which one I should be going through, and I just have to cry out to the door who will tell me which door I need to go through. So again, we must take time, prayer time, with just Jesus and pray. Ask Jesus, is the door open or closed to this relationship? When's the last time you did that? I don't mean that in a mean way. I'm just trying to wake you up a little bit. Ask Jesus, is the door open or closed to this romance? It's in the notes. Ask Jesus, what is your will with this child? I don't know what I should, I, you know, because my feelings tell me to quit, man. Get out of here. The boss is an idiot. 
But what does Jesus want you to do with that job? I bet you if you asked him, he'd answer. Amen? Ask God, where do you want me to serve? Which, which life team should I become a part of? Don't just say yes or no. Someone comes up to you and, hey, would you like to be a greeter? Yes. No. I mean, ask him. I tell you what, he'll talk to you. If you'll ask him, watch, he'll open a door for an area for you to serve. Right. Ask God, which life team should I commit to? If you would have done that, you'd be getting free DoorDash. I'm just saying, all right? <laughs> ask the Lord. He'll open a door. He'll close a door to a group, to a home. He'll speak to your heart. Say, I want you to be part of this community. I'm just being real. Here's a classic one. Ask Jesus, in this season of my life, do you want me to give my time, my talents, and my treasures to the mission here at Rock Church? Because I'm just going to be honest with you. Rock Church only wants your time, your talents, and yes, even your treasures if God has called you to get behind the mission here at Rock Church. Amen? Amen. You finally said amen to that one, didn't you, Kel? All right, yes, you did. <laughs> Many uh, portions of Scripture um, where, we are, where we are asked to pray in agreement together. There's tons of stuff. Acts chapter 2, oh my goodness, the early church starts to model devotion when it comes to praying with one another. It's incredible stuff. And the apostle Paul in his epistles, his letters, I mean, they are packed with prayer passages, just packed with prayer passages. A couple of years ago, um, I knew God had called me to close the door. And I was freaking out. I knew God said, close that door. And I was flipping out. I didn't know how to handle it. So I got a good pastor friend of mine. And I said, I, said I, I need you to pray with me, help me. You know, I'm not sure what to do in this situation. He goes, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call you Saturday afternoon, and we're going to pray together. That you have the guts to close that door. I was like, all right, you got it, you got it, you got it. Well, Saturday afternoon came, and he called. I'm like, you ready to pray? He goes, I'm not praying with you. He said, pastor, I'm not going to pray for you. I'm like, what do you mean you're not going to pray for me? He goes, my dad's going to pray instead of me. I said, okay. I knew who his dad was, David Christ. Okay, psycho for Jesus. Now, I didn't barely know the guy, all right? So I got my, my cell phone on, I put it on speaker, and he was like, oh, God, I have a friend, and his name, his name is Angelo, and Angelo needs a touch from you. He needs his peace. He needs your presence. He has a door that needs to close, and he needs your power and guts to close that door. I'm telling you, it was 15 minutes. I'm walking around the house. I'm picking up laundry. I'm dusting. Well, I probably wasn't doing that. Okay. <laughs> but I'm like walking around the house. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And it was just so powerful. And the next day, somehow, someway, the power of God hit me, and I had the guts to close that door. Yeah. Incredible or what? I'm not saying, I'm not saying everybody that prays for you has to pray that way, 
I'm just saying it's really cool when somebody is desperate and prays with passion to help you close the door. There are times that we need to agree together to get discernment from the Spirit of God on what to do with a door. Amen? So before we move on to the next point, if you want a breakthrough, you are going to have to battle in prayer. It's as simple as that. If you're out there and you're like, I need a breakthrough, I'm just telling you, there's no shortcuts, right? You're going to have to battle in what? In prayer. And I believe the old saying is generally true. The bigger the battle, the bigger the breakthrough, okay? So number one is prayer. Number two is pound, all right? Yes, Jesus said to ask. He said to crave. He said to call for. He said to pray for. He said, he said to pray for the door to be open and or closed. But Jesus also said to seek. He said to desire. He said to worship, and he would open the doors. Now, 20 minutes ago, we just had a time of worship. And I think many times we miss it. You have no idea how many times the Spirit of God wants to talk to you while you're seeking him in worship. I'm being real. God downloads tons of stuff into my heart and into my spirit during times of worship. I'll get sermon series. I'll get direction about an open and closed door. Most of you think I'm on my cell phone texting somebody. No, I'm in some notes trying to put that in there so I don't forget it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just trying to encourage you and or challenge you. Worship is never a warm-up for the, for the preacher. Right. It's really not. It's an opportunity and a time for you to just seek the Lord. Amen. And you would be surprised at how God would speak to you as you seek him, right? Because remember, Jesus said to seek, desire, and worship him, and he'd open doors. He also said to rap, come on now, bang, and pound on that door. Thump on that door. And you'd be surprised all of a sudden that door would open now, pounding on the door to open or close is not about self-sufficiency. It's not about naming it or claiming it. And it's not about blabbing it and grabbing it. It's not about any of that. Knocking on the door is about passionately pounding on the door. You are pounding on God's heart. Are you with me? You're like, why would it do that? Because God tends to, to, to show us direction and discernment when he senses that we're serious, when we're desperate. There's just something about the heart of God, guys, listen, that when, when he knows that you're serious and you're passionate and you're desperate and you're willing to pound on his heart and say, I need an answer, it's people like that that get answers. Those are the people that hear, hear from the Lord. Now, today we're primarily talking about open and closed doors and decisions and direction, but it can be just about anything in life. I'm not asking you to pray like my, my Pentecostal, you know, 80-year-old pastor who was on the phone with me. It's not about how loud or how long, but I do believe God is into passionate prayers, Amen. and he's looking for a desperate group of people to do something incredible in and through. Are you with me? guess what I'm talking about is the willingness to fight. And I've met some of you. You're willing to fight. I wouldn't fight some of you. The willingness to fight, to scratch, to claw, to crawl 
for that relationship. We're talking about the willingness to fight for that marriage. Right? Really, the willingness to scratch and the claw, to passionately ask, seek, and knock for that ministry, for that mission. Really, I'm just trying to help you out a little bit. I've watched most of it. You'll, you'll fight. You have no problem fighting, but, but, but Jesus is trying to get us to see, I'm looking for some people that will fight for their family. And weep and wail and, and cry out and say, we desperately need you to open and or close the door. Our family has a big decision and we need to hear from you. Right? Fight for souls. You can win those souls without fighting for them. You got to pray and pound. We're going to talk about that later. But you want to see people come to Jesus? You pray and you pound. Are you hearing me? Deliverance is another one. Don't have a ton of time to talk about that in this message. But I want, if you want to see someone delivered from it, it's going to take prayer and pounding. Transformations don't happen without prayer and pounding. Lives that get transformed, they get transformed because someone's praying for them. And other people are pounding heaven's door that God doesn't work in them and through them, right? Healing's another one. Man, I'm telling you right now, you want to see people heal, it's going to take some praying and it is going to take some pounding. My wife, Kim, passionately prays and pounds on the door of Jesus, fighting for our son's freedom from anxiety and depression. Um, he still has his battles, but man, he has had numerous breakthroughs. Numerous breakthroughs. Numerous breakthroughs. You don't get to grad school, okay, if you don't have some breakthroughs. In the Bible, many people prayed, and they pounded, they fought through obstacles to get to the door, to get to Jesus. I just picked a few out. In Matthew 9, the woman with the issue of blood, she pounded through the crowd to touch Jesus, and then Jesus touched her and healed her. I mean, she pounded through the crowd. In Mark chapter 2, the door was closed, the place was packed, but people pounded a hole through the roof to get a paralyzed man to Jesus. Just incredible. That stuff's not easy. In Luke 18, a widow is seeking and bothering a busy judge. Her prayers and pleas are so persistent the judge blesses her. Incredible. Throughout, Acts, throughout the book of Acts, you see God's people praying and pounding their way through persecution. And some of us are like, well, we don't really face much persecution here. It's on the way. In some ways, it's already here. And I don't mean this to scare you or freak you out, but if you're not praying and pounding heaven's door right now when it comes to just daily obstacles, when the persecution hits, you're going to have a hard time fighting through it. I would strongly encourage you to begin to practice asking, seeking, and knocking. Because if you want to stand up for Jesus in three to five years from now, and God bless America, it's going to be way tougher. And you're only going to make it through that, right, with, with a dose of the ghost, with God's power. Or you're going to begin to become one of them compromising Christians who just kind of gives into everything culture tells us to give into. And the doors that we had up on the platform last week, you're going to walk right through them because you don't want to face persecution. Build up some spiritual muscle right now. 
right? And begin to pray and ask God to empower you when it comes to opposition and obstacles and even spiritual warfare. I mean, you got to start practicing that stuff because it's going to get thick. Did you hear me? It's going to get thick. And we're going to, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to weed out the wimpy Christians. I'm just trying to be real with you. So we got to be able to get to God right now because we're going to need him big time in a short time. How many believe your pastor? 16 of you? I'll take it. Again, our role is the practical. Come on now. The natural, right? We pound and we pray. That's our role. We ask. We seek and we die. God's role is the supernatural. He saves. He heals. He transforms. And God opens doors. It's really important. We got to do our role. Because a lot of times we're like, oh, I don't know why you're not, you know, when am I 19-year-old to Jesus? And he's like, when's the last time you asked me to open a door for his heart? So God does the supernatural. You ain't doing pretty much anything supernatural. I'm just saying. He might use you to do something supernatural. Your role is the practical, right? You pound and you pray. I've never forgotten the original core group of Rock Church. Praying for and pounding on building doors to open. And you say, well, why were you doing that? So we'd be able to be more effectively in reaching our region. Um, at first, the only doors open to us were people's homes. So we, we walked through those doors and in the basements and in the backyards and in the living rooms. That's the only doors that were open to us. Also, there were many doors that opened uh, but quickly closed. Numerous storefronts and buildings became more and more closed doors. I think I shared this story before, but the movie theater on 23 Mile Road looked like an open door. The guy said, you can use this movie theater for your church services every Sunday. I just need 200 bucks a week. I'm like, 200 bucks a week? We can handle that. That's in our budget. I went back to him five days later, and he says, did I say 200 bucks a week? I meant 2,000 a week. How many know that became a closed door? <laughs> you know, we just closed that door. We just shut that door. Then my friend Brian, who's in the crowd right now, we walked into the doors of that old Kroger on 23 Mile Road, which is now the Salvation Army, right? And we knew instantly that that was an open door. Seven years later, the door opened here to purchase four acres, and we built phase one. Seven years later, ten more acres opened, and we opened the door for our addition. Are you seeing a little bit of a, a, a pattern here? I say this. I can testify that the doors that closed and opened took both prayer and pounding. Amen. Took both. None of those doors that I just mentioned, I'm trying to catch some of you up on the history of Rock Church. Listen, none of those doors opened by just praying. And none of those doors opened by just pounding. It was a combination of praying and pounding, and God opened those doors. Am I making sense? I guess my question is, what about you? What are some, some doors in your life? that Jesus needs to close. We'll start right here. <laughs> what about you? I say all that to just say, what, what are some doors in your life that Jesus needs to open? 
Because I have some concerns with the way some modern-day Christians are trying to open and close doors. Um, listen, Jesus is never the one opening a door to an inappropriate, unethical, illegal, or immoral relationships, behaviors, or actions. It's really important. You need to stop that. I've heard one too many of those stories. That's pretty powerful and violated. Jesus is opening this door. The, the door you're getting ready to walk through is inappropriate, unethical, illegal, and or immoral. I'm going to tell you right now, that is not a door that Jesus is opening. Amen? So I got some concerns with, with the way a lot of modern day Christians are trying to you know, uh, justify certain doors that they're opening and walking through. Other Christians are fleshing out by opening and closing all kinds of doors in their own strength, in their own power, and they're not praying for breakthroughs. We're just fleshing out. We're walking through doors, but we really haven't sought the Lord. I'm just trying to challenge you a little bit. We kind of justify that as well. Look at this incredible door that just opened, but we didn't even pray for a breakthrough. I got some concerns with that. I also have concerns because way too many believers kind of, this is huge, they back down and they say a door has been shut or closed if there's any kind of fight. This is huge. You know, they sense God wants them to go through a door, whatever that door might be, but there's a little bit of resistance. Huh? It must not be the Lord. You know, or, or maybe there's some ridicule. Oh boy, you have no idea the ridicule we face trying to start Rock Church. You know, and we could have just went, you know what, we're getting some ridicule. You know, it must not be the Lord. We're going to just shut that door. I'm just trying to tell you, you're probably going to get ridiculed. There's going to be some resistance. People are going to fight you. But a lot of times, you know, doors are, are not slinging wide open or flinging wide open. There's a little bit of pushback, and we discern that as God saying no. I'm here to tell you, most of the doors I've been through, you got to open the door. Are you hearing me? you got to pray, and you got to pound. And there's going to be some pushback. If the door that God is calling you to open is from him, there's going to be some pushback in a general sense. It really is. Why? Because you're getting ready to do some damage to darkness. God's going to use you to advance his kingdom. So if you don't think the enemy is going to push back by the words of the great prophet Judas Priest, but baby, you got another thing coming, all right? You just, gotta, you just do. You just need to know that, that pushback does not mean that God's out of the equation. Pushback might just be God trying to say, I'm trying to build some spiritual muscle in your prayer life. Just thought I'd go there. Sometimes we think we can just casually ask Jesus for breakthroughs and blessings. And I would say this, church, we have to battle and beat on the door. Got to do both. The only way you're going to see a breakthrough in your marriage is pray and pound. Really. I didn't say, you know, counseling can't help. I didn't say, you know, date nights can't help. Okay, I'm just telling you, if you want a breakthrough in that marriage, 
The way you get a breakthrough in that marriage is you pray and you pound. Did you hear me? You pray and you pound. You pray hard on that door. Come on now. You want to see, if you want to see a breakthrough in your ministry, because some of you are out there and you want to see a breakthrough in your ministry. I would hope so. I would hope that you want to see a breakthrough in your ministry. If you want to see a breakthrough in your ministry, it's going to take prayer and pounding, right? You're going to have to pound on some demonic doors. Are you hearing me? You're going to have to pound on some religious doors if you want to see a breakthrough in your ministry. How about your business? Listen, the only way that you're going to see a breakthrough in your business that's God-honoring, I'm going to tell you right now, is you've got to pray and pound. And you might be surprised at what God reveals to you. He might reveal to you you're pretty prideful. You're pretty egotistical. And, and you're trying to, trying to build this business without me. And if you're just partnering with me, I'll bless you in a way that, that, that no, no door that man can shut kind of a thing. But a lot of people, you know, they're just they're trying to do these Christian businesses and they're anything but Christian because they're not praying and pounding on the door. Forgot to do something incredible. What about storms in your life, trials in your life? How are you going to fight through that? I'm telling you, really, the only way to get through that, I'm really trying to help you, is you got to pray that God delivers you from the storm. Right? you got to pound on the door. you got to pound on heaven's door. How about sin? Oh, let me rephrase that. Sins. Plural. How are you going to get free from your sin? How are you going to get free from the things that, that, uh, that have you captive, right? You got to pray. You got to pound. You got to pray. And you got to pound through your pride. You got to pray and you got to pound through excuses. That's huge. Because a lot of us, you know, we have this sin pattern and we have these excuses why we act that way. And I'm telling you, if you'll pray and, you're pound, and you'll pound, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you an excuse. And, and then when you admit that excuse, I mean, I know you're on the way to freedom. You know, it's just incredible. It's, it's incredible. Maybe even your attitude. You know, I mean, you so I can't seem to get rid of this attitude. Well, are you praying and are you pounding? How many were here on, on Good Friday? Raise your hand if you're here. When we put the three crosses up here and people nailed their sins, their struggles, their dreams, a little piece of paper on the, on, the, on the three crosses up here. And one lady came up to me and she was like, for 10 years, I've been doing this thing. And every, every year I nail on that cross my attitude. I just looked at her and I said, I think it's working. Your attitude's way better. And she was like, oh my God, I'm getting free. You know? But, but I'm just saying, she, she had the, she, at least she had the guts to pound her attitude to the cross and say, I need your help because sometimes I can act like an idiot. Praise the Lord. I'm just trying to help you a little bit. How about addiction? I don't care what the addiction is. You got to pray. You got to pound, man. You just do. You say, I, I pound on AA's door every Monday, Thursday, and Friday morning. You know, okay, that's, that, that probably ain't going to hurt you, but you got to pray too. And pray that God gives you strength. Are you with me? 
How about shame and guilt? Man, that's huge. So many Christians, listen, are living in shame and guilt. And a lot of it is because they're not praying and asking God to forgive them, okay? Or when they are praying and asking God to forgive them, instead of believing what his word says about his forgiveness, they're believing their feelings. Their feelings make them still feel ashamed and guilty. I'm trying to help you. If you want to get away from some of that man-made, self-centered guilt and shame, you got to pray and pound. you got to ask the Lord to help free you from that. Are you with me? How about your family's salvation? Listen, there's something in the air. Big time. People are coming to Jesus. They just are. I remember maybe four months ago, six months ago, getting up here and say, how in the world have Americans not bowed their knee to the Lord Jesus Christ in repentance based on what happened in the pandemic and, and beyond that? I just couldn't believe it. I was like, what in the world is it going to take for us to humble ourselves and admit we need to walk through the narrow door? I mean, what was it going to take? And I don't know, it just kind of weird. Maybe the last month and a half, two months, I'm kind of sensing people going, you know what? I've tried all those other doors and, and none of them are working. And I'm not going to try Jesus. I'm going to trust Jesus. And people are coming to Christ. It's just incredible. It's just incredible. People are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want my children to experience Jesus you got to pray and pound. I'm just telling you. Who else is going to do that? Well, the pastor is supposed to do that. I'll, I'll partner with you. But if your kids aren't really serving the Lord, can I encourage you to ask, seek, and knock? You know? Really, I'm just trying to help you a little bit. I, I don't know about you, but I want my son to, to serve the Lord. Not just know him, but to serve him with everything he has. And I find that the more I pray and pound, the more I see God move in his life. How about your classmates and your coworkers? Got people you go to school with, they're demon-possessed, they're a hot mess, and you're doing everything you can to not to sit next to them. And God's doing everything he can to make sure that you do sit next to him. Maybe God wants you to pray and pound for that classmate. Just crazy thought. Coworker, lazy as can be, excuses galore, the list goes on. You can't wait to go into the boss's office and, and tell the boss what a creep this new guy is. You know what I'm saying? And the Lord's like, have you prayed for him? Have you pounded on heaven's door so that guy, that lady come to Jesus. I'm just spitballing here. I'm going to ask you to stand as I read from Colossians chapter 4. I should have told you to turn there. Help me out. That could have been the rapture. I will say this. If that's what the rapture sounds like, I'm going to be very disappointed.
Don't look back that way. He's embarrassed enough. All right. So we're in Colossians chapter 4, and we're in verse, verses 2 through 6. Apostle Paul. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Ah, and he says, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. There's a lot there, whether you know it or not. Listen, for people to respond to the salvation message and receive revelation, our role is to pray and pound. That's really our role. I won't show it again, but verse 4 tells us to pray so that the message of Christ, come on now, the message, the door is open for that message. Isn't that incredible? That we're asked to do that. And then in verses five and six, you see some 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 references to pounding. Pound that we have opportunity to share the gospel with grace, that our conversations will be full of grace and salt. It's not just prayer, it's prayer and pounding. We gotta do a little bit of both to see people come to Jesus. Amen. Okay, so we go through a drill all the time here at Rock Church. And I'm going to challenge some of you who are dozing off. I'm not that boring. Um, When we say something like, I don't care if it's me, I don't care what pastor's up here, but when we say with every head up and every eye opened, if you're in the house today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, would you lift up your hand? I'm going to challenge us as Christians how many know that's the time that we need to be praying I said how many know that really it's not the time to doze off and sometimes I I I go a little longer and I'm I'm, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit for another 20-30 seconds that's the time for you to pray like never before amen you say I don't know how to pray just pray that the cross is revealed to people. That God opens their eyes to truth. I mean, that's all you got to pray. It's not about being profound. It, but listen, my challenge to us is, is this. And some of you might be relatively new to Christianity, but that's just not a time to doze off and, and look at the preacher. It's a time for you to go, oh God, do what it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, reveal truth, reveal truth. You'd be surprised how many more people would come to Christ if the church began to pray that the scales would fall off people's eyes and they would see the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just challenging you. I'm not rebuking you. I'm just challenging you. I'm imploring you. During those times, man, press in. Press into the Spirit of God. We're going to practice that right now. Don't stare at me and my old shirt. Sorry about that.
Anybody to my right, you would raise your hand and say, I have not given my life to Christ, and today is the day that I'm going to walk through the narrow door and give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody to my far right? There's a hand there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what we're looking for. Okay? Hallelujah. Love it. Remember, Christians, this, this isn't a time to doze off. This is a time to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Anybody to my left here with a raised hand, you'd say, I'm, I'm not walking with Jesus, and it's time for me to make him Lord of my life. Anybody? I don't see real good, so help me out, ushers. How about in the center? Anybody here? We're pressing in, Christians, right? Right? Where? Oh, praise the Lord. I love it. I love it. Praise God. Okay, this is just the way we do it here at Rock Church. We're not here to embarrass anyone. But if Jesus can die publicly on a cross, how many know we can come forward publicly for him? So, we're not going to embarrass anybody, but if you raised your hand, just come down to this altar in this area right in front of me. We're just going to help you walk with Jesus. All right? There's a man in the Holy. Thank the Lord. Love it. There you go. That's it. What a man. Was there another one? I thought there was three. Okay. All we're going to do is help you give your life to Jesus. There's just something about the scriptures that were, were, it says to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. All right? So you're not going to be the only one doing that. Okay? Andy, hang on. You're not going to be the only one that's doing that. All right? You got 340 other people joining you in. All right? You're not going to get that every day. Okay? But you're getting it today. All right? I'm going to, I'm going to, share a little sentence. You're going to repeat it. They're going to repeat it. And all we're going to do is give our life to Jesus. I got that? And then you go in the prayer and care room and that's where the lobster tail is. I like. You ready? Now listen, same thing. This isn't a time to milly vanilli it or just mumble the words. My challenge to you guys is to pray this prayer like it's the first time you've ever done it. All right? And there's just something about a congregation that will pray a prayer of salvation with passion that moves the Holy Spirit. Right? So everyone in the house say, Jesus, Jesus, I give you my life. I I put my trust in you. I I believe believe that you are Lord, Lord. that you are the narrow door. And right now, God, I confess my sins. I repent of my sins. And I turn to your love and your forgiveness. Right now, God, I am born again by the Spirit of God. Teach me, Jesus, how to walk with you. And help me, Lord, to discern open and closed doors. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody yelled, hallelujah. Love it. Okay, this is for the rest of us. For the rest of us. Almost every open and closed door needs both prayer and pounding really important. 
almost everyone. There might be an exception here and there. I don't know. I'm just trying to help you. If you're looking for, if you've got a door that needs to be opened and or closed, I'm trying to give you some pastoral insight. Almost everyone, prayer and pounding is involved. And you know the procedure here. This altar's open. I said, this altar's open. And if you're out there and you're like, I just want to worship the Lord and go after him with everything I got, just come to my right and no one will bother you to be just you and Jesus, just you and the door. But if you're out there and you're like, man, I, I, got, I, got, I need to learn how to ask. I need to learn how to seek. I need to learn how to knock. I, I don't always know how to discern open and closed doors. There's no shame in that. But there'll be people here that will pray with you to my left. Father, help us to respond to your spirit. In the powerful name of Jesus, I pray. That concludes this week's podcast. To stay up to date with all things Rock Church, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram as Rock Church MI.